Welcome everyone to this Metta session. It is inspiring to hear the aspirations that are here present in each of us. The heart of practice that beats in each body. will carry us through this weekend, week. And we will carry each other through this week. Loving kindness or metta is a wish. It is an aspiration. A wish for the well-being of ourselves and others. Another translation for the word metta, which is a Pali word, often translated as loving-kindness, another word for it is goodwill, this will for goodness, for benefit, beneficence. And it is indiscriminate. All include, all inclusive, everyone included, everyone and everything. It is immeasurable, infinite. And it's already here. There's nothing to generate. There's nothing to conjure up. It's already everything that we are. That may be difficult to see sometimes. There are the three poisons that make it hard to see, greed, anger, ignorance. And the Buddha taught metta to his monks when they were fearful. Fear and anxiety are something we all might struggle with. And metta can be an antidote. When it's hard to see how metta is already everywhere, we can begin to look for it, to train the eye, to train the senses, to train the heart, And we can start by practicing gratitude, where we can see this infinitely giving, infinitely generous 
universe that is already showering so many blessings upon us right this very moment. When we experience and receive, become aware of what we are all receiving all the time, that can help train the eye, train the heart in this way. When we practice with the outflowing wish of benevolence, of loving kindness, to practice gratitude, might, we might feel a sense of fullness, filling the well, realizing that we are a conduit So if we are beset with fear and anxiety, a sense of not enough, or like there's something to defend, we might begin to turn the mind towards what is here, the roof over our head, the clothing, that we wear, the food that keeps us alive, and even this breath, freely given. So in a way, that gratitude is an antidote to the sense of not enough, this idea, where sometimes if we have fear and anxiety like that, we might engage in some behaviors that soothe us for a moment. So for instance, something like hoarding or purchasing things, when we find ourselves in discomfort, we might reach out for something that makes us feel differently, moves us away from the discomfort. Or maybe it's social media. Or maybe it's having a drink. Whatever it is, we've all got our ways of avoiding our present moment experience. And so often what happens is these things do make us feel better for a little while, for a moment. And so in these bodies that gets very strongly reinforced and repetitive. And then it causes some problems. And that's when we might realize that we need some help in changing a pattern that has set in. So in making a shift like that towards our experience we might need the support of a practice, of a community, to turn towards what might be a little bit scary. One of the 
recommendations of the Buddha was to practice something called gladdening the mind. Gladdening the mind. And that is simply having gratitude for the three treasures, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. It's not that we're turning away from our experience. It's that we're turning towards something that's already here for us. We come here to practice to stop maybe a repetitive pattern and really look at what we're doing. Really look at what this mind is up to. Really look. And to do that, we need to have kindness and patience with ourselves and with each other. We come to practice to settle the body Settle the mind as best we can. And engage in these practices that have been given so freely by the Buddha. This historical person who figured out something about freedom. From the delusions, the illusions that ultimately are unsatisfying. We can be grateful for this Buddha nature within ourselves that we are not separate from anything. This curious awareness, this mysterious life. We come to practice to honor what's right here, right now. And with gratitude, we turn towards the Dharma. We can turn the mind with gratitude for the path that's been presented for us, a way. The path has been signposted Here are the speed bumps. Here are the danger signs. Here is the map. And many, many, many practitioners have walked this path before us.
and offered their advice. We can rest in this. What a gift. This path that encourages us to aspire to harmlessness. This is who we really are. In gratitude for the Sangha, the community of practitioners. We can be grateful for each other as we move through this retreat together. Support one another in our aspiration. These are just some of the ways that we can focus this mind of gratitude, open this mind of gratitude, just noticing what is here, what is being given, Great Vows and Monastery sits on land previously inhabited by the Chinookan peoples. It's important to honor this history of the peoples who came before, the peoples who are still here, and the circumstances that bring us here, the innumerable causes and conditions. What a miracle it is that we are here at all, whether here physically, whether here on Zoom. Can we acknowledge the miraculousness of this moment together. It's nowhere else but right here, this very moment, this unrepeatable moment. Can we truly open to it and feel it, be present, and receive it with gratitude. That doesn't require a special feeling to have. It's just a matter of noticing what's here. Whatever your experience is, this life is living through each of us. We can experience directly the benevolence, the goodwill of life itself with each breath.
So we begin in gratitude. In gratitude to our teachers. In gratitude to our companions on the path, to all the circumstances that have allowed us to be right here, right now. And when we open our heart to all this, we can join this flow of benevolence, of goodwill, of loving kindness. So as a practice that we might sit with for a moment this evening, if it's comfortable for you to allow the attention to settle into the breath, It's also perfectly okay for the attention to be elsewhere if needed. But you might notice each exhale. Where do you feel it most vividly? Can you notice the point at which the exhale becomes an inhale? Perhaps the belly might relax a little bit, become open to receiving the inhale. There's no need to make the breath be any particular way, just noticing how it is. If it's helpful to connect each exhale with a phrase of gratitude, this is what is being given to me right now. Again, you don't have to have a special feeling to simply notice what is. This is what is being given to me right here, right now.
You're welcome to repeat the phrase to yourself on each out-breath. This is what is being given to me right now. On the exhale, this is what is being given to me now. And you might even inhale with some awareness of the region of the heart. Can you physically feel a slight expansion, openness? Feeling this receiving of the breath, this gift of the breath, this is what is being given to me now.
We might bring awareness to the senses as a gift. With the sounds that we can hear, this ability of hearing the sense of touch. The clothing that warms the body, feeling the sensation of warmth softness, this is what is being given to me now. So as we prepare to continue this exploration, this practice together, beginning here with the practice of gratitude, aligning ourselves with the loving kindness that is everywhere, So tonight as you do the things that you need to do to prepare for bed, please bring awareness into what is being given to appreciation for all of the ways that you are cared for. For all of the senses of the body alive and awake. When you slide into bed for the comfort of sleep and breathing. This is what is being given to me now. Allowing the gratitude to permeate your awareness.
So as we close this practice, perhaps allowing some light into the eyes, perhaps gently even moving fingers and toes and just feeling the aliveness in the body. And carry this practice with you through the evening.